Hello and welcome to Kyono Anime. I am Matt, this is Andrew, and this is a podcast where we're going to talk about anime we are currently watching. We're going to be starting from the beginning of any anime we watch on this show, so feel free to watch along with us or go on ahead and enjoy. Just like all your friends you've always tried to get into anime or that friend who's always behind on what you're watching that you really want to talk about it with, we promise to catch up eventually. Without further ado, we're going to be starting today's episode off with Season 1, Episode 6, and 7 of Demon Slayer, or Kometsu no Yaiba, for all y'all Japanese viewers out there. Andrew, how you doing? I'm doing great. Alright, we're, we're, we're super excited for this episode today. So yeah, I took a ton of notes. Oh, so did I. It's going to be a problem. Hopefully we don't have to split this episode up, too. <laughs> uh, but let's, let's kick it off with our, uh, with our little synopsis, though. After being officially anointed into the Demon Slayer Corps, Tanjiro goes on his first mission to a small town where young girls are mysteriously vanishing. What a, like, what an interesting, like, start to the episode. Yeah, I mean, when they told him last episode that this was what his mission was, I was like, is he ready for this? You know, he's, he's brand new. Brand spanking new, honestly. Uh, you know what's really cool? Uh, the name of this episode is uh, Swordsman Accompanying a Demon. I always forget to look at the titles. I actually made it a point this time to do that because I always go, what was the name of this? It had a significance. And I always have no idea. Yeah. But yeah, like, I guess, Matt, kick us off where we started this episode. Uh, The first scene was Orokodaki asking the most obvious question. Um, But like, Tanjiro's shirt, sick. Oh, uh, the the green black checkered? No. Or the or the like not the, the not the, the not the jacket, the the uniform and and like all you see is destroy you know that says destroy demons. Oh yeah. But like having that print on the back and everything, that's oh that's so good. It's pretty metal. Yeah, but then <laughs> but then Orokodaki is immediately like, Did you get changed? And it's like you literally were sitting there watching him get changed, you fucking weirdo. I hope it wasn't Dad, like, what are you doing? Always. <laughs> um, but, you know, that was actually kind of cool. And this is like kind of where my first note comes in because it was not just a uniform. It's like a special fiber that it's made of. Well, well, right, right before that, we got we got uh, Nezuko peeking out from under the blanket, letting us know that she's awake still. Yeah. Which I, I was super happy about. Yeah. You know, she's sleeping it off. Uh, all all the things that have happened probably to her over the past of the last, uh, forgetting how many years it was, four, five years training wise. No, no, it was uh, it was two years. It was two years, and then I thought it was another two years to do the boulder. I thought it was four. No, total. I thought I thought it was two years total because she had been asleep for six months. They called the doctors. Yeah, and then like, it went to a year, when they and got. Then- and then, he, and then he spent another year in training at Orokodaki's. We were not going to get tripped up on this for now, but, you know, because that, that was a while someone, ago. Someone fact check us, please. Yeah, or, or don't, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, do it. I want to know. <laughs> but, yeah, so his Demon Slayer uniform is actually uh, lightweight. It is completely uh, non-flammable material. It well, is not, water it's, it's resistant. Fire, it's fire resistant. It's non-flammable. He didn't say well in the dub. They said maybe he said non-flammable in the dub, but basically said fire resistant in the in the sub. Yeah, well, 
again, that's the difference because we're watching it in two different ways. Um, yeah. It's easier for me to take notes, obviously, if it's in the dubs. So that's what I'm usually doing. For sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, they say non-flammable, water-resistant, and depending on the level of the demon, if it's a low-level demon, their talons and claws cannot pierce the fiber. So this actually has yeah, I was some like, versatility. I was like, is this just Kevlar? I mean, it's what it sounds like. Right? But it's lightweight. So. Well, I guess Kevlar's kind of made of plastic, too. So <laughs> that would probably melt. But, you know, that this outfit has a status and has, like, actual, not physical weight. But, you know. It, oh, yeah. It like, carries... it's, it's going to make a difference for yeah. them. So I, I think that's great. It's basically like cool. a, a uniform that's a form of armor. Mm-hmm, exactly. Which is also really cool as a concept. Like, I really, I really like when animes do that. Maybe not with the versions of, like, I'm wearing armor that's only a tube top <laughs> kind of stuff. Well, but that's uh, like MMORPG kind of yeah, style things, yeah. which thankfully isn't the case here. Uh, but, but I like the whole, like, oh, like, I have a full outfit and this outfit is, like, enchanted or whatever. Because uh, it's always, like, unassuming. Yeah, and then, you know, after we start talking about his clothes, we talk about his sword that was given to him, like, the last episode. Well, I thought that was super interesting because they were like, black swords are so rare that most people don't know what kind of special properties they have. And I was like, why... Why was the swordsmith upset? Like, are, are red swords more rare? He just really wanted to see a red sword appear. I think that was purely it. I don't think it was well, any other it, reason. That's what I'm saying, though. Is it, is it, was it aesthetic, or was it like... Because like, if it was more rare, you would think you would be more excited. And then they pretty much immediately say... Or, or Rokodaki immediately says that they are actually bad luck. Yeah, they said they're bad omens, and they typically show that the swordsman won't have any significant growth, which, you know, is is kind of sad to hear when you yeah, got but, good boy Tanjiro. But like, Tanjiro's an MC, so we're and, gonna and, say. But also, what was the most MC thing he probably said? We well, like, I'll try my best. <laughs> that and he's like, I'm not looking for any notoriety. I'm just here to help Nezuko. Yeah, and facts. that was purely where he was at with that. He's like, I don't need to make a name for myself as a swordsman, so. If I can help Nezuko first before I make a name for myself, if even, that's fine. That's good enough. Yeah, which, of course, good boy Tanjiro, you know. E- exactly. So I'm like, that really just fits his whole vibe. Yeah, and, and then it just works perfectly. And then right after, we probably got one of the most iconic things of all of Demon Slayer. What? The box. <laughs> the box. Oh, yeah. Uro Kodaki gives him the box. Like... Guys. And he's like, yeah, I the made box. this for Nezuko. It's made of cloud mist pine with a special lacquer that makes it super strong and super light. Urokodadki. Urokodadki. Urokodadki is That's here. so difficult. <laughs> given a gift to his boy, Tanjiro. Yeah, that is, after he oh. asks dumb questions, oh. he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> I was he's, like, probably, he's probably been doing that for the last two weeks. Are you dressed? <laughs> Oh my god. Did you yeah. finish eating? But also, also, right before he leaves, and we'll probably backtrack a minute, but the most like dad thing I think Urokodaki did was literally like right before he shoved off, he was like, wait, and he buttons his top button for him. And then he just kind of pats him on the shoulders, like, I'm proud of you, but doesn't say anything. I was like, oh man, that's dad. Oh man. That is such a dad move. Uh, so, so that's the scene that missed for me. This poignant. episode, it's poignant. Like, 
I like the whole like you know the the button the shirt was nice, but like the goodbye just like did not do it for me because it was like I pat you on the shoulder and we both nod at each other because we both know what's happening here, and Tanjiro walks away and he does the same thing that he did when he was like leaving his family in the first episode where he turns around and waves again as if he's going to say goodbye again when he didn't say goodbye in the first place. And that, that really like hit me. And I was like, that's the, you know, that, that made me feel a certain way and be like this scene. Uh, uh-uh. maybe he didn't want to say goodbye. Sure. Maybe, maybe Oro- Oroka dad, you mean he, maybe he left it open-ended. So in the hopes Tondra would come back, you know, like maybe he was just like, if Tondra, survives all this and he comes back i don't have to say goodbye and that kind of makes you know it's one of those what you leave left unsaid things might you know propel them to come see you um and tell you i, and I mean hopefully uh, if it was if it was like that i would think it would be something a little bit more like trauma based because of the world they live in i mean that's just me it's like if i to like if I, context if i say goodbye they're gonna die like <laughs> I mean, also, it, it saying goodbye is so final in such a like a closing of the chapter. Well, you can and, you can say see you later. You can like you can say I'll be back. Yeah, like that's the whole point of but like also like maybe Japanese he's just, has like he's ita- just not good with words though. Well, it's like <laughs> Japanese has like iterashai and stuff like that, which means basically like safe travels, uh, or like return back safely. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like you know you could say goodbye to someone without actually saying like sayonara which is like that final goodbye thing yeah i mean i'm just assuming it was more of a thing like oh they can't well he doesn't really know how to communicate this also it's just like sure but he but that was but that was definitely my scene this episode that was like uh uh-uh i i think i just read too much into like subcontext to find that closure and find that and i think that's why i'm not calling it a miss it kind of it, it like gave me a little choked up moment there, and I was like, "Oh, see, I when I watched, it, I was like, I get it, but it just it just didn't do it for me because like I felt like Oroko Dadki deserves better, and I, but but it also like leaves me open to being like, okay, like he'll probably be back during a, another part of this series at least. One would hope. I mean, he's literally now like a father figure <laughs> to Tanjiro, and that yeah, it but would just also makes ultimate sense. Would also make sense if he went and got milk and didn't come back. So, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> that's. A, I mean, we still don't know what happened to Tanjiro's dad, so it's a possibility. Okay, that's very fair. Um, but yeah, like moving along, he he hits the road. He's on his way to that town that he heard his first mission is in. And uh, I gotta say, you know, up till now, oh. this is the pretty. Like, oh, really quick before he left, Tanjiro putting Nezuko in the box was kind of creepy. Like that reminded me of a horror anime. Uh, in in what way? Cause like, cause he smiled and was just like, "We'll be together forever now, Nezuko," and shut the door. Oh yeah, and like, I was like, "That's horrifying!" Like the closing of a a door to a basement cellar yeah. kind of vibe. <laughs> Yeah, if anything was amiss, it might have been that. It's like the doting brothers borderlining creepy at sometimes, but beyond that, I mean like talk pocket to- backpack Nezuko is pretty adorable. Talk about talk about my brothers overly protective. <laughs> oh god. 
Um, but yeah, like what I was saying is like as they're on the way, uh, this is probably the biggest town we've seen up till this point. Uh, yeah. Well, I love how they were like town, and I was like, that it straight up looks like Kyoto. <laughs> like that's a, that's a city. Yeah, I was like, but you you could see that where there's probably like a clear border, and it's not that I mean, big. I, yeah, it's a pretty big place, but it's dense. There's a lot of like homes. There's a lot of businesses weaved up in there, so it's like oh, okay. Yeah, it was like having a town like that back then. When like you you have to imagine there's still at least a certain amount of sustenance farming, especially like. Tanjiro probably doesn't come from any village remotely this size. Well, so it's like, well, uh, obviously it doesn't because he's like, what? Um, you know, that's that's the cool thing for me is like being like, of like, it did look like Kyoto. And like even the background and everything. I was like, this is awesome. Uh, and being like, no, there, there's a whole lot of farmland and stuff like that that has to stretch out past those borders. So it's like, this town's actually really fucking big. Yeah. yeah I mean, and it was just kind of cool to see for the first time. It's like literally a show first for us. It's like a bigger. Yeah. Setting, well, then we get all the place, townspeople being scared of all the girls going missing and being like, Oh, it's such a terrible thing. Um, but yeah. So like that introduces us to our, well, I guess first Tandro uh, doesn't know like if this is the right place. And then that happens. Well, he like the guy walking down the street with all the murmurs from all the other people around. It's just like, Oh, I took his name down. It's uh, Kazumi. Kazumi. He's like walking around. He looks beaten up. Uh, a husk of a person. He's like swaying like he's yeah. in and out of consciousness or, you know, sleeplessness, something. And Tandro is like, I need to talk to you. Well, I, I took that as a great character growth moment for Tandro. Because I was like, look at, look at our boy talking to a stranger and addressing him, like, so casually. I mean, he's okay, always so kind of Also, I that. am watching it in Japanese. So, um, like, I'm, I'm, I, I don't recall exactly. I should have wrote it down. Because um, I'm pretty sure he called him, like, Kun, which is, like, a, like, close friend's term. Like, you don't use that to a stranger. So that's why I was like, oh, my God, like, look at Tanjiro, like, being a, being a big man. Aw. Uh, yeah, I don't recall if he said coon or anything like that. Sometimes they slip those into oh, the Oh, yeah, dub. maybe. You know, this, oh, yeah, like, maybe. formality senses sometimes. Um, but, yeah, so he goes up to, uh, God, Kazumi, his name. He's I'm going to forget it a thousand important. times. Um, eh, he's important for now. Uh, Kazumi is getting, I guess they do have a moment. you know, pretty much Tanjiro's doing the little investigation with him. He's taken his story and apparently well, just his fiance has gone missing. Vanished and then when they were out on a walk in the evening because... time. By yeah. her parents. Yeah. His the dad was like, you lost our girl. How could you lose our girl? And he literally and turned around and she was I gone. was, uh immediately cracking up at the at Tanjiro just hitting the floor and sniffing oh my god I, I did write that he, he was freaking out the townspeople it's like smelling but the literally dirt, literally like, like walls, hands and elbows on anything. the ground yeah he's just he's just 
to in the dirt smelling that, like that, a freaking that pose hunting was dog. Ridiculous. And he's just like <laughs> Like you know what a oh, butter yeah. it, like you know what a butterfly. I mean, it was like? very funny. But like, what I where you like put your feet oh, together yeah, and you like push your knees down. It was like he was doing that inverted. Yes, yes. With both his hands and his elbows on the ground, it was it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Meg, I like that that scene was killing me but i also what was really making it more funny <laughs> yeah right before it gets really serious was the <laughs> jump cuts to that guy just constantly pestering tondro the whole him, like, time what he's is looking this guy doing? he's like he's like why is he doing this are you seriously still going and it's just like it's getting late why why are you still doing so this? Like, you know it's active at night and <laughs> it's just like I well, was, you know what's also funny to me at that moment well, you know for funny? that moment. I I literally wrote down, "Ha, huh, rest, we slaying demons, baby." <laughs> He's like, "We've been doing this all day. We're gonna go all uh, night." But no, of course, you know, demons are active at night. Of course, he's gonna be out at night. You know, rest. You haven't seen what my training looked like. Yeah, so you know they're kind of talking. I believe and Tondra's you. Tondra giving him like that. You know. They're active at night. I believe you. I'm still looking. I was sent here to investigate this. Uh, and then it kind of cuts to this girl, which uh, I guess you're going to have to assume that, she's the next victim. That scene, the kid, like the actual kidnapping scene was intense. Oh, yeah. I mean, you hear uh, the faint voice of probably a family member, like a parent saying, yeah, I want you to out. stay in tonight. I don't, you know, you're safe here. And as we know, you're not really safe from oh, demons. We got that in episode one. They can come in. Not. <laughs> so, um, she's getting ready for bed. You see this little black. Yeah, and immediately following. Immediately, I was like, "Shadow demon." Yeah, I was like, "Shadow portal." But then they do like a cut from like underneath. And it looked murky. Yeah. So it kind of looked and like I, And water. then I wrote down, and, and, and I, shadow water? <laughs> like, I wrote, for most of my notes, they say okay. puddle. <laughs> because it kind of well, is more like a teleport, like a, like a puddle kinda, I don't know. We'll, we'll, don't we'll know. talk about it more when, when it happens, you know? But he's stalking this girl. She gets in her bed. And then all of a sudden, that black spot turns gigantic, and then you see two arms come out of the ground. Well, first they like they, they like wrap around her face over Yoink. her in this like yeah little. And she was like, "Oh, yeah, I wonder I hope what happened." Okay. To these like, girls. well, you know, of course she's gonna Where'd be. Where'd they go? Yeah, in that it's that innocent, doe-eyed, like you, you, you know that one girl in a horror movie that's just standing there blinking really like prettily, and then she just yeah, gets I her mean, head yeah. lopped off or something. Yeah. That that was kind of like her thing. She was the I sacrificial guess so. lamb of the episode. Um, well, then, like, but those hands <laughs> so like slowly like, oh, no. creeping over in that like twitchy way is what got me. And then and then they cut to her perspective and these hands clamping on her face with a clap. I like how they did the cut with the clap too. That was a, that was a really good uh like editing effect. Shows like good force behind it, and then 
she goes in there, but immediately Tanjiro's super smeller kicks in. Yeah, which I did. And I did forget to say the um, you know, it looked it did look ridiculous, um, with the way he was sniffing. But when they went into like the smell animation, you know, it's just like a really oh, those are so cool. I just love the art style that they put across in in the whole anime. Like it's very similar to like the water form, but red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I was like, this is like a blood yeah, and the way it like aroma that he's yeah, smelling. That's kind of how the, I the way they get it to move, it like mind. looks like it's actually like wafting on the wind. It's really cool. Oh yeah. So Tanjiro springs immediately into action, and I feel like that guy Kazumi. Kazumi, yeah. Yeah, I got it right, Kazumi. Uh, <laughs> he was like, he's gotta be a, and then it cuts away before he says like demon slayer or something like that and i'm like yes he is he is a demon slayer (laughs) uh but yeah and then like i guess what what do you well happens right after that the the teeth grinding and shattering which was horrible on my ears that hurt me physically oh yeah i (laughs) i was like that's like i i would want to kill that demon out of principle I <laughs> just you are disturbing the peace. I mean, sir. that's totally you fair. Need to be stopped. But then, uh, Ta- but then Tanjiro, you know, like he's he's looking. He he gets to the trace oh, right. of this. Right, I I, I and he doesn't that, see it. And he was like, okay, well, the point. The he's like, this is where the smell is strongest, and it, yeah. he just stabs into the ground. And then you just hear the well, also like, like grunt of the in the. Ah! In the Japanese version, you almost get like a splash. Yeah, it's kind of it. Yeah, sounds like stab into water, yeah. and then it's a grunt, and then the girl is well, just no, flying no, through the sky. No, you you get that look like, of realization like on Tanjiro's face, and he reaches in and grabs her out. Yeah, but it doesn't. She was like in no. the sky at some point. It looked no, like that she was, was Tanjiro thrown. pulling her out and like literally ripping. Her out of the demon's hand, which is why that demon's hand still held a piece of the fabric. It was just the like I think it was just the force in which she was pulled. Like it, all all we got to see was like this. It was like being in dark water, like water with ink in it. I guess you could say. And uh, yeah, and it was just like part of her dress that your her outfit that we saw, and then. Tandra pulled her out. Yeah, and then you know, before you know, we move along, we get a little flashback from Uro Kodaki telling Tandro essentially that in history there is only one demon that has the capability Which I was of so excited about, to and demons. it's the the first ever demon mentioned. This is the first ever mention, and he is the first demon of existence. Luzon, he boots so good, so good. Um, which I'm actually kind of glad or, that you didn't or, uh watch the sub now because we have two very different like uh viewing experiences now. But also, but also, that's just Michael Jack. From 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 that like by the way, shadow the way figure. We, the, by Jack. the way, we, the way we warmed up Straight for this episode, up. not even thinking about it, we started doing the smooth criminal song. 
Yeah, and I thought it was intentional, and I'm like, <laughs> it was this absolutely isn't, not intentional at all. <laughs> I'm now in the vibe <laughs> and the spirit for this. <laughs> all right, I'm not gonna do it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get a little flashback, and now Tondro's goal is I gotta ask this demon about Muzan. Uh, yeah, and then, and then we get back to it, and bam, there's three of them surrounding him. Yeah, when we thought there was only one, but Tanjiro somehow immediately makes a connection with his super smeller, being like, oh, they all smell exactly the same. They're all giving off the same scent. So one demon split into three? Yeah, it's one demon splitting into three, and they kind of, I think they share maybe different emotions, different traits of some kind, because they're, they're, a little, you know, each they're a little weird. Um, but we find out specifically that they want to eat girls that are 16 and under because they believe they're like fruit and they unripen. Yeah, well, we get that 16. we get that moment of um <laughs> of them of him yelling at at Tanjiro. Well, at Tanjiro at first half, because he's or, like, stop it, <laughs> like. She's gonna go bad if I don't eat her soon. Yeah, which was like well, yeah. I was like, ew, creepy. But then it gets even creepier. I took a note that one of them collects their hairpins and their hair ties of like everything that they've eaten. So he's like, if I'm now that I'm thinking this, about that, I ate them already. That's really serial killer psychology vibes. Exactly. Yeah. It is. You keep a memento. So I'm thinking maybe this dude oh, was a maybe. serial killer in his past life. Maybe. Oh, wow. That's a good thought. But also the question therein lies is like, well, now now are we going to see demons that are following that spectrum? That that would be an interesting trope for the show to follow. Yeah. You I know, mean, they, I think that would be really cool. Right. They go across like different forms of like psychopathy uh, by dealing with the enemies. You know how like One Punch Man, uh, all the enemies are based off of like things you may go through in life. Segway, segway, segway. Yeah, we uh we kind of had to do a cut here and we had absolutely no segue into what we were going to talk about next. So, yeah, we're we're really bad at segways. Anyway, like I got so excited because boom, Nezuko kicks out that back door when when Tanjiro is surrounded, he thinks he's about to get hit. He's about to get taken out by this this demon that's actually three, and bam, Nezuko kicks that door open right into the demon's face. Yeah, he's she essentially saved Tanjiro because he was not thinking clearly some of his moves. You know, he he was getting frustrated, he was getting a little more crazy. Well, he was also having trouble because he had to defend the uh two people now with him. Yeah, and he's now thinking about Muzan and saving Nezuko and his uh, his family that passed and He's just getting angry, and, you know, that's not going to make uh, any good decisions on his end. Then Nezuko pops off, spins the demons ahead around, like, several times, and then we learn Nezuko was hypnotized? I think we learned that next episode. No, we learn it just at the end it's of the episode. It's at the, at the at end of the, the episode. End. With That is my favorite scene, with Orokudaki's voice like playing over and being like never forgive 
uh, a demon that's done harm to people. And for clarification, and that, he did hypnotic suggestion and said, while every slept, human, yeah. every human is your sibling. Protect your family. And then what he said about, you know, never forgive the demon. Well, it was they like, are your enemies. Yeah, demons are your enemies and never forgive one uh, that harms a human. So Nezuko resonating with this has like a moment where she's like, oh, this is my family. And then she springs an act and protects them. So, it's so, so cool. cool. And then it just like cuts to black after that. And I was like, yeah. oh. I was, I was the, like, they end on cliffhangers so often. But what, uh, what was your favorite scene in this episode? Oh, God. My actually, actually what, uh, what missed for you first? Because I already said that. Uh, I didn't really have any misses this episode. Really? Yeah, I know you were talking about the Urokodaki scene. I, I did like it. Um, I think... I feel like because if I say my miss for our next episode, it would be kind of a half miss for this episode. So I'm gonna save it for the for the end. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, that was that was definitely mine. But what was your what was your favorite scene? Oh, uh, pretty much any time Tondra has been using a new form of like oh. sword technique, any single time, because he pops like three, four, five of them out in this next two episodes so it's yeah, really they cool all look so great i know they're so awesome and i love every it. single time i'm like how many of these forms are there i'm like a lot or okadaki had to teach him I, clearly what was it 10 20 i have no idea I think how he, many we could probably find that out we could find that out but i like not knowing honestly because yeah. it's more exciting and you get like, to see cooler things being like he did, in the future <laughs> I've, I've seen the eighth form is there a tenth is there a ninth you know <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I like I like having that mystery. Um, but yeah. Do you have an MVP? Of course, I have an MVP. What's that MVP, buddy? My vote for MVP this episode is obviously the box. Hey, I had a feeling you were gonna. The pick box that. is the ultimate tool for Tanjiro. It's the whole reason why Nezuko was capable of being there to help, and. It's the whole reason why he can still travel during the day without being burdened by having Nezuko on his back. And the fact that it's so tough and everything like that gives him kind of like this turtle shell on his back that he can kind of go around with all the time. Not only that, like I said, it carries Nezuko, the whole reason why he's on this journey in the first place. And that's going to keep her safe while she's asleep. How could you ask for anything better? You know, oh, really quick, they also mention it in the mini credit scene like in the mini after credit scene yeah i watched that it was really cute <laughs> like but they talked about like oh isn't that such a great box like i'll make you a bigger box yeah that that was really adorable <laughs> <laughs> uh but because i had a feeling you were gonna hit me with that yeah i had like four potential no, MVP no moments. you have to you have to have no no i MVP. had i had i had four potential <laughs> because i was like this one's staring us blatantly in the face okay. the box you know yeah and i wouldn't i wouldn't lie that's a good one but uro kodaki doing the hypnotic suggestion on nezuko oh. is going to yield amazing potential like in the future especially right now this is why she is willing to just step up and defend these two random strangers. I, you know that what? I can't. So good. I genuinely can't deny that. 
But also, it seems kind of fucked up. I mean, a little bit, but it's giving Tandro that edge where he will hopefully never have to do anything drastic to Nezuko. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like we... We got, like, Nezuko acting, right? But in the, in the next episode is what I want to talk about that more about. Which we are going to roll into now. That's right. Oh, really quick, too. Right before that. Um, you know how we got the little, like, secret at the end? That Tanjiro heard the uh, demon was grinding his teeth as a human, too? I was like, I feel like that means something. Like, like, was that, like, his main body? Is there things that all demons do that, you know, they did when they were alive? You know what I mean? It's like, they, they maybe maybe every demon has a tick. That's like, they they also did that when they were still alive, when they weren't a demon, when they were still human. When this guy was still a freaking murderer? I mean... And serial killer? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Not a canon confirmation, well, but I like to think so. All right, without further ado. Nezuko springs into action to aid Tanjiro against the demon, who's a fucking pedophile. Without any respite, Tanjiro receives his next mission and heads to Tokyo. <laughs> I gotta admit, that, that is a fun... <laughs> It's a fun breakaway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this dude is just creepy. He gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, like, like, well, he's only going for 16-year-old girls. And younger. True. 16 is too much. True. Well, well, 16 is is just enough. Because he yeah, was saying, one of, like, one of them said, oh, he, it's okay. He devoured a bunch of 16-year-olds in this town. Ugh. And, and can I just say, you know, since we saw that guy doing the teeth clacking thing, they're reminding me, because there's three of them, of, like, piranhas. Oh. I get that, yeah. And they're, they're almost identical. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They, you know, they eat humans. They eat flesh. Yeah, and it, and it was this kind of, like, waterish. Yeah, no, they, they refer to it in well, let's, this episode uh, let's, as a swamp. Let's, a let's, swamp. let's start it with... Uh, Nezuko starting the episode off. Giving us those big girl kicks. Nezuko came through with a, a great, you know, heel, heel drop on this guy. Slams down on the ground. And I was like, wow, like Nezuko really did get pretty powerful. Because she broke the ground. Her footprint was embedded in it. Extremely. <laughs> and, you know, that's stone. That's not a joke that she, she broke that apart, you know? And also, before we get too far, the title of this episode, episode seven, is Muzan Hibutsuji. Muzan Hibutsuji. I know. I'm so excited. Hibutsuji? Hibutsuji. 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 All right, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> this is what we were I'll doing only, I'll only say it ten more times. But also, I just wrote a quick like anecdote of like when she started to pop off and stuff. Uh, that OST was really fire. Like, that soundtrack was so good behind her right when she was about to start kicking ass. Oh, God, I don't remember it. Oh, uh, yeah, you'll have to listen to it later, but it was solid. All right, I'm, I'm going to go for it. 
it wasn't the intro song, right? No. Okay. Because uh, I do love Lisa. They make some great stuff. I mean, that always gets you hype, but it had nothing to do with the intro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, but yeah, and then and then we know, because now Tondro is like, oh, like come to me, and we get that that idea of well, first she dodges that, like in the most like. Uh, non that's the word I'm looking for, nonchalant way possible, where she just does a front flip casually <laughs> to come back to Tanjiro. And uh, we we get the fact that Tanjiro, or sorry, that Nezuko is like coherent, even though she isn't speaking, so she is sentient plant now. Yeah, she can understand. She's like a dog right now. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> she photosynthesis, okay? That's how she gets her power. But uh, at the start of this episode, Tanjiro decides he's going for a swim, and his idea is he's going to go fight these guys in their, like, weird pocket dimension. Which I thought was a horrible decision, but also... Terrible. Also, it was cool, like, getting to see what that looked like. I mean, yeah, but for me, that immediately spiked my anxiety because I don't like like underwater and being like essentially powerless in a situation. Yep. And he just went, I'm going to go do your deepest, darkest fear and hop into a black puddle <laughs> where you don't see what's on the other side of this. You know, he, he doesn't see what's like in there as far as I know, because it's literally just a black dot. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. And he was just like, I'm going to go kill these other two. Nezuko stay here, protect these two humans. Yeah, and, BR- uh, BRB. Fight, fight that guy. Which is fine because he recognizes that she's way more powerful now than ever. So she can hold her own against this guy more than likely. Yeah, well, we even get that like thought from Tanjiro saying that, like, well, Orokodagi did say she's become a lot more powerful since she became a demon. So I shouldn't have to protect her anymore. Uh, so that, that was nice seeing, seeing Tanjiro put trust in, in his, his sister again. Yeah, and then, you know, now we get the, like, Tondro, he's going to have an underwater battle. What I thought was cool, and you'd have to let me know if the translation was any different in the sub, but he, they were like, it's got to be harder for you to breathe down here. And he said, the air is thinner on the mountain at Orokodaki's. I'm fine. And he was literally just holding his breath underwater like a Yeah, it was, it was really si- similar. Like, the demons were being like, oh, it, it, must, it must be really hard for you to breathe here. The air is so thin, and it must feel like the darkness around you is like weighing you down, crushing you. Uh kind of kind of literally like, went, nah, light work, fool. Pretty much. I mean he like in the the translation was very similar. Uh because Tandra was like he did say, oh no, like the air was thinner on the mountain uh where he did his training, but my guy, you're not breathing. Like, at all. And you have to use your, like, total concentration breathing. Like, you're you're literally not breathing. And you're, you're like, the air was thinner. I'm like, are you inhaling water right now? What's happening? There is no air where you are. <laughs> just because it's H2O doesn't mean you can breathe it, guy. <laughs> yeah. So, I was like, That's, that was a cool power move moment. But it was also, I feel like, the dumbest idea. <laughs> So that was kind of a miss for me. This isn't my miss, though. This was just one of those, 
like I hate video games that have underwater levels. So this immediately <laughs> makes me hate you and all of this. I mean, I really like underwater. Like I like scuba diving and stuff like that. I think it's great. I will never do that. <laughs> That's it. When we when we get a hundred patrons. <laughs> oh God, no! We have to make Andrew go scuba diving. I already hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, go check out our Patreon. Or Patreon. I don't want this. <laughs> you know, patreon.com. I've decided no thank you. <laughs> Please do it, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so we get the sixth form move of his that he says he unlocks full potential of in water. So cool. Well, also the fact that he's like, some moves. Not specifying that this is the only one. Yeah, no, he said some moves. So in other, in other in words, it's possible that later on in the show, we'll get to see a more powerful move than this one, which I don't know how you make a more powerful move than underwater twister made of knives. Yep. I don't know. Because that's pretty much what it was. Like, they got yep. chopped into pieces. He did a whirlpool, and he sliced and it into tiny little bits. It was so cool. Oh, and the coolest. What I wrote down was, damn. Tanjiro should fight underwater more often. Like, like he, he should like he should just draw demons to the water and fight underwater from now on. Just splash at them. <laughs> Get in the water's fine for your death. Folks, I'm sure it won't be that hard. Like, look, I'm a tasty human. <laughs> that could go really weird. <laughs> really weird way if we let it. Well, maybe that'll come into play later on in the episode. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he ends up being able to take those two out in one shot because your good boy Tondro yeah, over here has got moves. And then we get Nezuko in imminent danger. But not really because well, first she's we, winning the fight. She is going out. She is throwing bomb fists right in this guy's face. And he's just like, she's that. super duper strong. And she, he said one specific thing that made me very like, hmm. He said, man, he must have given her a lot of blood. Yeah, well, right before that, we get we get him like he gets hit in the chest and coughs up blood and is like, "Oh, she's so like she's this girl's really strong." And then goes to go into the puddle, and he goes, "She's too fast. I can't get in there either." And that's what prompts him to be like, "You know, she she must have gotten a lot of blood," which I also took note of, which being like, oh, "Okay, so a massive amount." It's actually the exact word they used was. Yeah. She must have received a massive amount. And I'm like, from who? You know, like, who? Yeah, so I was like, the amount of blood affects the strength of a demon. Well, we just learned last episode that it can only be Muzan Kibutsuji's blood. Mm, yeah, because he's the only one who can turn anybody. Right, well, it's the only demon blood that can turn anybody into a demon, which I also thought was very interesting, which is a point I will get to later on. Uh, but then she's mollywhopping him. She, and, but then the demon is like, oh, but I can read these movements. Yeah, because she's very new to Right, it's very fighting. cut and dry movement. Uh, and he starts being able to block her and then gets that scratch on her forehead. She starts bleeding. And then Tondro pops out of nowhere. And then he's, a, he's about to stab her literally through the center of her face with his hand. And Tondro flies out of the puddle. Oh, yeah. 
and also rips his arms off and literally goes keep your hands off my sister and i'm and like then, oh. but but what's even funnier he says he pretty much just calls him stinky <laughs> what he, he just says you smell really well, bad well first <laughs> first he cuts off the one arm and is like keep your hands off my sister then he has this like beautiful unterhau that like comes up and chops off the other arm and then is like yeah you you stink like rotten oil. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh my God, he just he just dogged on him and then calls him smelly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is the funniest shit. I did not think about it like that at all. That's <laughs> fantastic, actually. <laughs> but what got me about that was that uh like we got a hint at like remember us talking about like the super smeller thing and that Oroko Dadki has the super smeller as well and he told Tandro he'd be able to smell how many anyway so I was right it is just putrid. Yeah. Like they just smell worse. <laughs> like, I want this to be a staple thing Tandro does from now on. He goes, God you read <laughs> right like <laughs> to every demon he encounters. But also it made me think that I don't think that this demon was as strong as the demon he fought in the forest on with his, in his examination. I don't believe so. I just I think, think he had more trickery because of his ability. Yeah, I agree. I think he had a better whatever blood blood demon art art curse thing, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Blood demon art. That curse. sounds right. Majiga. Is it is it? <laughs> is that what they call it though? Uh, I don't know. All right, we'll have to fact check another thing. God, you're going to hate us in the comments this time, aren't you? Yeah. I appreciate you anyway. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. We moving on. We moving on. Okay. okay. Oh, and then he starts grilling him about Muzan, and he starts full-blown panicking. Yeah, he's terrified at the mention of his name, and I was like, <laughs> ooh. And then it gets to like a little like flashback. Of him of, getting held by the throat, yeah. And just says, you cannot talk about me. And just puts his finger in, sorry, he puts his finger We're going to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Puts his finger to his lips. And, and that's it, just as in, like, quiet. Uh, and and then, then Tanjiro ends up just... Well, because he's like, oh, I, him. I can't, I can't, I can't. And then he tries to sneak attack him. Yep. And his he cuts off. Pop back he off. again cuts off both arms and yeah. his head this time. Which, like, what a strike. And then Tondra was like, God, I didn't get any information out of him. Why? It's just like. Yeah, and then we had that cute little moment with, uh, what's his face? Kazumi. Yeah. Um, that random 3D animation. No. Stop. <laughs> no. Just no. That, no like, more. What are you doing? The art style is perfect. Stop doing random one scene 3D stuff. I mean, it's just. It it's looks okay. bad. It it's, looks bad. It's awful when it, when it just gets it's to that point where you just can't not look at it and you're like, uh. But it's, no. like I said, it's literally <laughs> one, like, three second scene of Tanjiro turning around and waving. 
Why? Well, you know, there's a lot more that happens right before he like, yeah, dips yeah, out of there. Yeah, but I just had to mention that because I hate yeah. it. <laughs> so, Tanjiro is, you know, now looking at Kazumi. He's still kind of catatonic. He just saw a demon, you know. That's pretty... That warrants a reaction like that. Um, but he is really sad because he essentially just found out that his fiance was eaten. Yep. Tanjiro is trying to like give him a pep talk because he's a good Tanjiro boy, but uh, it's really unwarranted. Well, not unwarranted. It's unwelcomed by him at that moment. Well, what, what, uh, do you remember what Tanjiro said? You got to keep moving. He was, he was like, no matter, no matter what hardships you have to go through, and you know, I know it's bad and everything like that, you have no choice other than to keep living. Yep. And that, that hurt. You know, like hearing it's like a. I think he sugarcoated it in the dub a little more, but he it's maybe, essentially yeah. the same thing. He said he's like, you have to keep moving, you have to like, just keep going. Yeah, I mean, in the in the sub, he was like, you know, you you have no other choice. Yeah, I don't think he said it like that. Yeah, he was basically but, telling him like like you know whatever whatever you're thinking right now, it's not an option. So he starts biting his head off, angry. Obviously, he's really yeah. sad. What would you and, what would you understand about it? You wouldn't get it. You're just a kid. And they have this moment where they lock eyes. Oh, uh, and Tanjiro's expression of just like he's got loving like, pity. He's got the saddest smile on his face. He's putting on a brave face, and his whole demeanor just shifts. But it's such a knowing look. He's like, oh, I I messed up. He's like, I'm sorry. And, and yeah, and Tandro being good boy Tandro is like, no worries at all, no problem. He's he literally just starts to walk away. He said what he needed to. And then he's like, Oh, but when he was waving away, he noticed all the calluses oh, well, well, on his hands and stuff. Well, and he was right like, before that we get uh uh Nezuko asleep. She fell asleep again and her bleeding stopped, so I guess she's uh resting to heal, and yep. I want to know how she shrunk to get in the box while she was sleeping. Maybe she does it like automatically now. Maybe it's maybe the box has another power defense mechanism for ta- for Nezuko. Well, I mean, how would she know? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe she just does it now. I think I think Tanjiro jammed her in the box full size. <laughs> and then she shrunk in there. Oh God! I hope not. They didn't show it. They didn't show it at all. <laughs> they just showed her him like pulling Nezuko towards the box, and then they cut to him standing up, putting it on. So we don't know. I think I think Nezuko got shoved in that box full size, and then had to figure it out. Oh, and and one more thing before Tandro actually leaves the town and concludes this mission. He gave Kazuma, Kazumi, Kazumi, the pocket that had all the hairpins in it from all the victims. Yeah. So he could have a memento of his fiance, which had uh, his fiance's bow tie. Ribbon. Yeah. Ribbon. Yeah. Bow tie. I guess it's not a bow tie because that's not a feminine hair ribbon. Yeah. Um, and he's leaving. As he's waving, he notices that this boy, this this young kid has all these calluses on his hand he's like this is this is not a kid 
He is not living a child's life. Well, and then the other thing that got me was um, Tandra was like, I'll leave the girl in your hands then. Bye. Yeah, make sure she gets back safe. And I was like, Tandro, everyone's going to think he kidnapped this girl. (laughs) That is true. Like the other, like his fiance just went missing out of nowhere. A bunch of girls have been going missing. This one is still asleep. Is just going to appear on the side of the road with a random dude. She's going to be like, oh my God, why would you kidnap me? And the fact that people don't know much about demons in general means they're not going to listen to the fact that it's like, no, there was a demon like kidnapping everybody. Well, I mean, the girl might be like, you know, because she might because some because she doesn't know what happened. All she saw was hands above her face that clapped her and she got dragged into the fucking underworld. And then she was unconscious. <laughs> yeah. But then waking up with like a mysterious man. Yeah. So now this guy might be like thrown in jail, executed or something <laughs> right? on this behalf of like if like Tundra, what the fuck? Go drop the girl off home. If, if she doesn't just show up and nobody sees him like with her, then no, he'll be fine. But yeah, but if, you know for a fact the sun's just coming up. He has to walk through town. Yep. So there's a really, really big chance that that guy's screwed now. Yeah, uh, obviously. Damn, Tondra, what the hell? <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't think about that like, at all. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Like, obviously, it's us digging into stuff way too much. But Tondra, what the fuck, man? You just got this guy royally screwed. Yeah, if anyone catches him, he has got some splaining to do, and it sounds like a crazy theory. Like, he already got beat up for something he didn't do. Don't make it worse. But yeah, and then immediately after, moving moving away from what was funny from that, like the animators did such a good job with the portraying the anger in Tanjiro's face while he was thinking about Muzan. Like I feel like he didn't even need to say anything at all. Like the the animators perfectly captured that for me. Like with him being like, "I'll never forgive him" and everything like that. It's like. You didn't even need to say anything. I would have gotten that out of context just from the animation. That, yeah. That is, that is so true. Oh, God. I'm trying to find my place in my notes because now that we've moved away from this town, this mission, he immediately gets pinged by his crow friend. Yeah, uh, literally says he's got another mission. <laughs> literally no break at all whatsoever. Like he's walking away from just killing that demon. He hasn't gone to sleep. It's morning now, and the crow lands on his shoulder. And I love that moment of him argu- arguing with the crow, just being, like, just, just let's just rest a little while. And the crow's like, no, go right now. And then. <laughs> And Tundra was like, uh, just a minute. And the girl was like, shut up and start going. <laughs> that was so uncool. Because he was just like, really? Like, I thought, now? I thought it was so good. But it also brings me back to that first episode with, uh, you? You. Uh, being like, if I had only gotten here a half a day sooner. Yeah, so maybe they just keep moving. Yeah, I think I really think, like our overworked people. I, I, honestly, yeah, I think that's the case. But also, it's one of those things where it's like if you don't act, who knows? It could move, you know. I guess. Yeah, I mean, and now, well, I guess we do know a little bit about like turfs, so maybe they can't really move that much if they have like regions. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe they're just like he's the closest. 
I guess so. Maybe that's how they're doing this, because maybe those crows are monitoring where they are. Oh, yeah, but I, I, I mentioned to you before we started recording, and I was like, I am so excited for the fact that it's Asakusa, Tokyo. Like, oh, that's yeah. where the next mission is. I was like, hell yes. So we cut to where he is now. Tanjiro, Tanjiro and Nezuko face. are in the big city. It is overwhelming. He says, even though it's nighttime, it's so bright here. He's like, all the lights, but his face. In that that fa- I so literally good. wrote down Tanjiro's busted ass face <laughs> and seeing the city killed me i took a picture of it we should put it as like an image of this episode i mean let me see if i could pull it up oh it is hilarious (laughs) i just i can't put it into words it's so good oh my god just just that like i'm I'm going back to that look of anger on tanjiro's face that's the scene that i just clicked on accidentally oh yeah (laughs) But God, it's just like, like I said, it's that re- scene required no words for me. He he's just pulling up busted face. I need to. <laughs> it, it, wait, wait, just hit play because it gets it like it zooms in on the stupid. <laughs> that is it. All right, it's full screen on my computer now. <laughs> he's cracked out of his mind, guys. This this. Freaking tickled me so hard. I was busting a gut laughing. <laughs> oh my god, what what a Do you remember the old like comics and stuff? He looks like salad fingers. Yes! <laughs> That's that kind of animation. Oh my god, I literally just noticed that. Like it looks kind of I I don't want to say like rage comic books, because that's not what I mean. Yeah, no. You know, I, it's not I, meme face. <laughs> Creepy pastas and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, like all that creepiness. Oh, geez. But it's so funny. <laughs> like, and then bam, we got trams. Yeah, there's trolleys, lights, like all this newer stuff. But I mean, I remember going to like New York City by myself for the first time, so I get it. It's yeah. very overwhelming. Um, like it's very overwhelming, especially for a country boy. Like, Tanjiro? Yeah, well, you're used to not being around anyone, then all of a sudden there's thousands of people around you. But, okay, because I don't want to spoil it, but he's very sheltered. He has literally, like, no interaction with, like, this kind of technology, anything like this. Yeah. Like, like so this is overwhelming. Well, he was, as soon as he got there, he's like, the, I can't believe the cities have gotten so advanced that there's this much light at night now. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, also, one of the funniest things, like he's navigating through this like cityscape, and he ducks into an alley because it's dark, and maybe <laughs> yeah. he can catch a minute. And then there's just those two people about to get it on, and he's like, "I'm sorry," uh, <laughs> and he just runs away. I was like, "Oh my!" He does like the most formal like he bows. version of "excuse me." Like, he's like a thousand apologies. And like, he's dragging a sleepy Nezuko all over the place. He's like half asleep. Yeah, and then we and when we get a nice udon cart. Yep, he's out of the city center now. So he's just like, like, can I get? I think he said a bowl of noodles and like yam shavings. Which again, this this one hundred percent reminded me of. I mean, I, 
Asakusa is like equally as like busy and stuff like that when I was there. Uh and you know, you do have like street vendors occasionally. So there there's there's nice little carts and stuff like that you can go to, but it did remind me of like I said like my first time in New York City and getting to like you know, Central Park and there being a hot dog stand and being like, "Okay, I can relax for a minute." Like <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know. And then the smelly he gets, smell. He gets his bowl of soup. It looks delicious. His nudes look fire. The guy's like, let me know how it is. It takes a sip. He takes one sip. Nezuko passes out, and then he catches th- the whiff. The smelly smell that smells smelly. smelly. <laughs> <laughs> but he drops the bowl, shatters heart sad now. Yeah, I mean, I was noodles, sad about it. Those noodles look It, it looked really good. Um. So he starts running and running, and he's like smelling this. And he's like, "I can't believe I would. Scent I can't believe him. I would smell this here. Why? Why here? Why now?" And then he finds Muzan Kibutsugi. So exciting! Like finally finds him, and then he turns around and has a human baby in his arms that's calling him dad. Yeah, he's has a child. He's pretending to be human. Which does legitimately make me wonder. Hear me out here. I have a random theory. First of all, we get the idea. Shut up, April. We get the idea. <laughs> the cat's being loud. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Help, I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut it. Uh, Yeah, well, so theory and everything like that. Here it is. The fact that possibly that is his actual child. Nezuko didn't get a lot of blood, but her father's a demon. Thoughts? Mm. Ah. It would be an interesting twist. Yeah, I mean, it would be one hell of a twist. Right? Yeah, and I'm like, you know, we don't have, a, I think at this point, too much information. Well, I very much so, but that's why I'm saying so, like, that's, I mean, that like, is a, 100% a theory, but it is a theory. I mean, ride with that theory. Until it dies. <laughs> I will. Um, but yeah, so Tanjiro finds him. He's having like that inner like monologue of like, oh my God, this person's a demon and he eats yeah, how, people. How could you how not are tell? You, yeah, how can you not tell at all that this malicious evil is here? And then he has his wife show up as well. He's like, yeah. who is this? He's like, I don't know who this is. And then you see the claws and then, yeah, and then on he, his hand. And then he's like, oh, do you, like, you look, I forget what he said exactly, but basically, like, do you look frazzled? Do you need help? Yeah, and then he quickly, faster than the human eye could count. Like, I feel like Tanjiro saw it. Tanjiro most definitely did, but normal people, no. He took his claw. He poked a guy in the neck. That guy was like, ah, he's like, what's scratched. wrong, honey? He's fully scratched open the back And of his then neck. you see the, like, de- like, deforming 
ness coming from the scar. Like veins bulging. I thought it was actually really cool to see that. And then the demon, he fully converted a human to a demon in the street. Yeah, right in front of Tanjiro's eyes. And the guy bites down into his wife's shoulder as Tanjiro yells stop. And you just get that glare from Muzan. And this is literally like the chillingest moment. And then it just ends. It just ends right there. Right there. So you're like, confirmed, that is Muzan. You're like, oh my God, what the heck is going to happen? Yeah, like, and not only confirmed it's Muzan, you're in a busy city where literally everyone around you can become your enemy in seconds. Like Tondro, like you're really, not ready. Really yeah. showcasing that power. Well, that's I wrote. I wrote down. I feel like Tondro would have died if he fought him right there. Not just because of skill, but like he was really flustered. I mean, the kid threw him off. Yeah, but even before that, like he he had such rage built up. He he went in with bloodlust. He went yeah. in. He was he was ready to go at it. Also, do you think Muzan's uh like blood power is just using his nails like hypodermic needles. I guess Because so. he wasn't bleeding. Like, how did he transfer blood? He just cut the back of the dude's neck with his nails. Not too sure. Right? Maybe I, we'll find out more. Hypodermic needle nails. Um, but yeah. So, Matt, favorite scene this episode? Ooh. Favorite scene this episode was just going back to that that look of anger on Tanjiro's face and like him him really stating like he has this rage and it's not just for Nezuko anymore it's for everyone that he gets rid of Muzan Kibutsuki and it's just really exciting to get to see that character transformation for me with being like good boy Tanjiro legitimately not only has something that he knows he wants to fight for now other than Nezuko but the determination and the like like letting letting out that inner rage that like you would never expect from good boy Tanjiro yeah that yeah that, that was my favorite scene what was your favorite scene uh my favorite scene when even though I absolutely hate it in every single way he jumped inside the puddle <laughs> um and he did the whirlpool slash that and was he, super cool. He dogged on two guys and then came out and dogged on the other guy. And was that I, that was the eighth form, right? Sixth form. Sixth I form. Okay. So we've seen like we've seen a bunch. We've seen like seven now, I think six or seven. Yeah. So like he's running through them and they look clean. Oh my god! Every single animation with that looks so good. I I just don't like how in majority of anime he has this like. Be like water breathing. It's like just, just breathe. Just, just, just it's just inhale. Bre- yeah, it's just breathing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't have to tell me that part. So also, I guess we'll go right into um your miss. What was your miss for this episode? The three D, the random three D scene. Yeah, that always takes you out of it. It was awful. Uh, yeah. And like um, it was just bam smack in the middle. Yep. No, that makes total sense. Like, out of nowhere, it just, it just completely took me out of the scene of, like, oh, yeah, he had this nice heartfelt moment, and I was just like, I don't care about that anymore. What is this? <laughs> and why? Why yeah. is this happening? Fair. So that, that totally upset me. Totally fair. 
Um, yeah, so my miss, I guess, for this episode, like I said, it was kind of a hybrid miss for uh, the last two. Yeah, I'm curious. The absolute creepy pervertedness and like that pedophilia ass demon being like, I gotta munch these ripe girls. And I was just like, you don't. I mean, you don't stop it. I know. I do think so. I'm going to have a weird thing to say because of the whole like, uh, you know, about the whole like, you know, age in Japan thing. And yeah, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe it is a cultural thing where it's like equivalent to someone in like Western countries being like, oh, she's 18. Uh, Don't get me wrong. The whole like they're getting too old thing is awful. Yeah, no, it just made me like go, ew, no. And I mean, it's the, it's the same thing. Like, it's still super skeevy to be like, oh, well, 18 is the best. Like, that's... But then it was also mixed with the, like, let's keep mementos of the, yeah. the victims. Well, like. that's where the whole serial killer vibe came in for me. But dev- definitely, definitely they were really so, creepy so overall. That was my miss. I know they did it to be extra creepy, but they also got to skeevy territory, which made me go like, uh, no thanks. But I'm that's okay. that's what kind of makes me think that this whole thing is like a take on like clinical psychosis because, like, if you look at the the first demon that they fought, like originally him and Nezuko when they were in the woods and he was about to meet Oroko Dadki, um, like that one was like psychotic in the sense of like hyper violent not going to take things into consideration, attack, right? And then you go into these guys where it's like uh, serial killer pedophilia vibes. And then Muzan, who's now like masquerading, is like, okay, well, that's true psychopath. Yeah, he's like, I want him on my team. Where Where it's like, no, I can put this mask on. And, you know, I even even though he doesn't have any emotion towards those things. Yeah. Uh, so far. So it's like, that's what makes me think, like, maybe this whole thing is kind of a take on that in, in terms of, like, the overall arcs of, like, what these characters are supposed to symbolize. Fair. Which no, I think is a fair. really, really cool thing that writers do as a general whole. You know, it's like, not... The reason why characters can have character development in a fight is because that character represents something in the real world, you know? Mm, yes. What was your MVP? Okay. This one. I feel like... Uh, I'm ready for a fight on this one. It's a little controversial right now. Let's go. My MVP, my pick, is Muzan Kibutsuji. Why? <laughs> Because without Muzan, with the abilities to convert people to demons, we wouldn't have a podcast right now. We wouldn't have a show. We'd have a podcast. We're just talking about. We'd have a different show. All right. We wouldn't have Demon Slayer in our lives, guys. He is the big bad. He is the antagonist. He's the first time he shows up in this series. 
We can't write him off. Oh, oh, I'm so upset about that because it's good <laughs> and I hate it. And I, I hate it so much. I don't want it to be Muzan. I really hope everybody who votes in this poll does not vote for Muzan. I'm entering my villain era, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're going. Our picks are going to be hot takes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we're going to go into my pick. It's the crow again. <laughs> of course it's the crow again, because if the crow did not tell Tanjiro to shut up and start walking and get to Tokyo right now, he would have never ran into Muzan. <laughs> I mean, he would have never fair. dropped those noodles. See, that was my first ever. That was my first pick. I was like, that crow obviously introduces us to Muzan, but I went, it has to be Muzan, though. Nah. Yes. <laughs> no, the crow, the crow is being helpful. That is the most valuable player. He's not the most valuable. He's the most hated Muzan. He is the most antagonistic. God, he, I hate He's it. the big bad. He has the most importance next to our MC Tanjiro. I genuinely hate how good it is. Fight me in the comments about it. <laughs> uh, well, Andrew, did you have anything else to talk about for this episode? No, I think we hit on everything. You know, we did our, we did our like personal recap favorite things, and you know, we talked in length about both episodes. I feel like we hit on everything. Yeah, absolutely. We also had a little bit longer runtime than we usually do, so sorry for the extra stuff, but I hope you enjoyed having it. We prefaced this saying we took a lot of notes <laughs> on these two episodes because a lot of information came flying at us. Yeah, we also had a few hiccups in there, so that probably got edited out, but... Uh, hope you enjoyed watching. Next episode is going to be filler episode where we're going to talk about random stuff, always a little bit about anime. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash anime. Come join the community. We'll be really happy to have you over there, and it, of course, helps support us to keep doing this stuff. Again, thanks for watching, and until next time, you enjoy watching. <laughs>